I'm a giant when I step. Ballin' like the Jets, start in Jersey like the Nets To New York like the Mets, yeah I win like the Yanks Like the Pats, fill a check, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah On myself, yeah I fit, yeah I put blood to the switch, yeah From the East to the West, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah So now everybody promised you this yesterday after our show about the NFL, and now we move on to baseball. We promised you this, and we are giving it to you. What is up, GNT Nation? It's your boys. It's Bobby Thompson. I'm Julian Gilardi, and this is tough time for baseball. We're going to try to proceed as normal as much as we can. I'm going to have a bunch of content within the next day, tomorrow, Throughout this week, I'm just going to try to keep business as usual, as hard as it is with the coronavirus. I just need to solace in this. Also, for those that don't know, I was going to be in Baltimore tomorrow to see Gold's first start, so I'm still struggling with that. It's tough. The season's obviously not going to happen as scheduled. We're going to get into when we think that it might start. We're going to get into what the Yankees lineup might have looked like. We're going to talk about injury news. We're going to talk about a bunch of different things, our all-time lineups. We're going to talk suggestions, what we would do. And we're going to get into all angles of baseball right now. We also have some breaking news that took place yesterday, and this does affect us. And before we get to anything else, I think this is a big story we're talking about. Noah Sinsgaard's gone down with Tommy John surgery. Yep, it was reported yesterday that Noah Syndergaard has a torn UCL, and when you have a torn U- UCL as a pitcher, you are out getting Tommy John surgery. This is a big blow to the Mets. Whenever we get back to baseball this year, let's hope it's sooner rather than later, it's a big blow to the Mets pitching rotation. Julian and I talked about this yesterday. Them trading for Marcus Stroman last year was a huge, is now playing dividends right now because of this injury. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough for them whenever they get started because they won't have Sims the guard. But the good news is that his injury doesn't seem as serious as Severino's because they're saying Sims the guard could be back within a year. Sevy were talking a year and a half. Okay. And then um, Sale also went down with Tommy John. We didn't get to that, I don't think. We talked about it being a possibility and thinking it was inevitable, but well, now it's it's happened. And I think he, I'm not sure if he got the surgery yet because all this complicated stuff going on, but he is getting it or got it. And that's a big blow to the Red Sox. We both saw this coming. I stated this when the contract was signed. It was going to be a huge bust. They basically paid him for the World Series, but now they're going to have to pay for it. And you saw they already did pay for it by losing Mookie Betts, so they're in a lot of trouble. Mets are in a lot of trouble. You look at how the Mets answered this way. Physical going down. Michael Walker is definitely going to be in a rotation now. I think his ball was in question. He's now going to be the fifth starter. Purcell will be the four, Matt's the three. And as you talked about Stroman as the two, I mean, it's still a very good rotation, but it's not the same without Syndergaard. And right now I think the Mets are definitely fourth in the East. Yeah, uh, losing Syndergaard was a huge blow to that Mets rotation. He was really a huge piece. Of course, DeGrom is the ace, but... Thor was definitely somebody who they relied on a lot. And, you know, having Stroman there 
helps, you know, cover up the wound a little bit, but it doesn't cover it up fully. So it's going to, this injury really is a huge blow to the Mets team this year. When we get started, his presence will be missed for the Mets organization. It's going to be very interesting how they go forward with this. The problem is that, in my opinion, and I did my power rankings, which we're also going to do, uh, we don't have to, um, we'll get into that in a little while, but I'm curious how you feel about this. I have mine all planned out, basically. I might stop it up at 8, because right now, at 9, right now I'm working on the Cardinals right up for the ninth ranked team, but the thing is, for me, the Mets' margin for error was so slim to begin, because the NL East is so tough, like, it's almost a coin flip division to me. The Braves, the Braves have the advantage still, but the Phillies, Nationals, and Mets are far behind. But now with that injury, the Mets have taken a step back. Not to mention the fact the Phillies also have Zach Wheeler now, who I'm sure the Mets really regret not resigning at this moment. Absolutely, that's a huge miss for them. Definitely um, having some remorse due to this injury that they wish they had Wheeler, but. You know, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how they uh, replace Syndergaard. It's easier said than done. And, you know, it's just it just seems to be the Mets' luck, you know? It really does. Yeah. I mean, how does he even get injured? That's, that's, that, I that's yeah. what I want to know, too. How did he get injured when nobody's been doing baseball activities for the past few weeks? Well, maybe he was throwing in a side, like I'm sure some people are throwing. I'm trying to look into this a little bit more, but it's just typical Mets luck, like you said. It really dispensed them, unfortunately. And like I said, the margin for error for me was so slim before this even happens. I don't know how they recover from this because there's not like a guy out there they can go trade for right now that's going to fail him, even come close to filling the void. And there's no one they can sign. And also, you know, the Mets have limited resources, and they're not going to want to pay a lot to get someone. So, I don't know how they're going to fix this. Um, it's going to be tough. Okay, so let me see. He expressed discomfort in his elbow before spring before spring training was suspended due to the pandemic. So this happened before the pandemic, I guess. And they was just all going through. He was probably going through the process of getting tested and all that, like as the, they were stopped. Yeah. Um. What I saw, I saw the same thing, too, that he had discomfort. And once the, he got the MRI back, it showed that torn UCL. And no pitcher wants to hear that. Any athlete doesn't want to hear about a torn ACL. And a pitcher doesn't want to hear about a torn UCL. So, right now, that's where the Mets are at. You know, Syndergaard, you know, I know we're not Mets fans, Julian and I, by any means. But, you know... We appreciate how good Noah Syndergaard is. He's very entertaining. He's very. I think he's a very, very good pitcher, um, and it his presence for ba- the entire, not only the Mets but entire baseball, will be missed definitely. Yeah, you know, you see all these pitchers going down. You already have three big pitchers on the shelf once the season resumes. Doris, Bale, and Sevy. Those are three big names right there. They also attract fans somewhat. Thor is very, um, he's a very marketable figure. He's the commercials, obviously. He looks like Thor is super serious. That's always cool. But um, it's just tough to see all these pitchers go down. And hopefully we don't have any more big injuries to the pitchers before we pick up play again. So he pitched a career high 197 last year. His ERA was actually career worst. It was a 4-3, which is pretty surprising for him considering the stuff he has. But, you know, it, it, it wasn't he wasn't his season last year. I, I knew he had an off year. But 
maybe there was some discomfort. He's had a few injury issues in the past. Maybe it's rearing its head again. You know, the whole MRI thing, him not taking the MRI, and then realizing he had a big injury. So it's a tough role for the Mets. It's typical Mets luck. And I just can't see them overcoming this. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. That's how devastating this loss is. Yeah, I don't see them being a playoff team either. I think this this loss to one of their big players like this, it's really going to derail them. And who who knows how many games we're going to be uh, this season's going to be anyway. So they yeah. need to, every now. Here's the thing with this: every game now, there's no margin for error. Now you have to win. I know 162 games. You know it's a long season. Now that it's going to be shortened, every game for. Every team matters. They it, This season's going to be very interesting how they go about this. You know, that's a great point, and I couldn't express that better myself, honestly, because when you have 162, you can have a bad stretch for a week or two. Of course. You can, you can blow a game to the Tigers. You can blow a game to the Orioles, Royals, whatever bad team you should lose to. But now, no, because you're losing a lot of time here. If you get off to a bad start, it's going to be worse than years past. Like, last year, the Nationals were a perfect example. I was just finishing their write-up and editing it. They were 19-31, and 31, and they still went on to win a World Series. You can do that with 162 games, but you can't do that with 100 games or 120 games or maybe 140. You could maybe stretch that, but, like, you can't do that during this season probably and expect the going to happen. Nope, absolutely not. The margin for error is so small. Season. That could be half the season, honestly. Yeah, I agree. It's it's it's, it's really it's it's insane how this coronavirus has just derailed the baseball season and even basketball season and at March Madness. Everything it's just everything. hot. It's just derailed everything, but especially baseball. Baseball was supposed to be started tomorrow. Yeah, I was literally going to be in Baltimore. Now I'm going to be working. So let me tell you which place I'd rather be, and it's not at work. Uh, well, uh, I think we could all agree on that one, brother. Absolutely. So, <laughs> listen, how about we do this? How about right now? So, why don't you, since you were going to be at opening day, and let's face it, guys, Julian will be at opening day whenever that is. He will. Yes, so, I'm still determined to get there. We got to see goals first start. I'm just praying it's geographically possible. I'm even thinking about going to freaking Seattle to start the season on June first. So like that's how that's how interested I am. But um, we're gonna have to see what happens with that. But who knows, man? But what did you want me to go with? This so again? so here's what I want you to do. I want you to. Here's what we're gonna do, guys. Let's pretend that tomorrow is opening day for the Yankees. Julian, why don't you why don't you give us an insider scoop? Because basically that's what he is—an insider scoop. And give us what you think the lineup would have been. And I'm going to tell you this. The news you've heard. Say for instance, and you guys have heard this, right? John Carlos Stanton says he's healed. He's ready to play whenever they're ready. So, yes. this, I'm good. It's tomorrow's opening day. John Carlos Stanton is ready to play. What's your lineup going to look like? Okay, so here's the thing with that. And I'm really thinking about this. I have been thinking about this a little bit because what else do we have to do during all this time? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's bad. But anyway, trying to get on a positive note. 
Here's the news of the Yankees. Stanton, he'll be good to go whenever we come back at this point. But here's the thing. I'm not sure if he would have been in the opening day lineup since they literally said he was cleared two days ago. And Boone said he would be playing spring training games. I don't know if they would actually push him for the regular season. Okay. So I'm still on the fence about what you do that in there, but I bet you it would have been relatively quick, but maybe a week at most he would have missed. Yeah, I agree. I I think him uh, playing opening close. day was a was a crapshoot in my opinion. But so okay, so he's okay. He's not going to play opening so day. He's not in the lineup opening day. So, say. so here, um, right now before you get to the lineup, why don't you give us because tomorrow's opening day? Give us an update on Aaron Judge. Okay, so I was looking at this before, and this is such a confusing story, guys, and everyone's bear with me. I'm trying my best with this one. It's been frustrating. I'm getting asked a lot of questions about it. I don't have answers to, but I'm going to explain everything I know. So, like we've talked about already, this dates back to September, this issue of last year, when he dove against the Angels or something, and he never got but he battled through the playoffs and hit relatively well, and looked like nothing was bothering him. In November, I think he has some discomfort, but though he can fight through it. He kept thinking that as the month went on, it'll get better. It didn't. Then the spring training came. He doesn't take batting practice. He throws the ball at 90 feet, 120 feet. The soft T work or dry work. They do about a million tests on him. They can't figure out what's wrong. Then they realize he has a, was a fractured rib, broken rib. What was it again? Dislocated, like something. I think it was. A fracture in his rib, which is basically a break. It's 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 not okay. Yeah, it, it was something that's been bothering him for quite some time. Yeah, so fracture, break. There was something messed up with the rib, and then they said he'd have to get reevaluated in two weeks to see if he needed surgery. And I almost forgot about that because of this all this craziness with the coronavirus and the labs in sports. I wasn't even thinking about the judge situation. Whether we tweeted that the other day before we got the update. Now they're saying he has to get tested and reevaluated again, and he may have had a collapsed lung, but they think that's healed at this point. So this is just a crazy story, and it's continuing. I have no idea. He would not be ready to play an opening day, though, that much I know. I don't know what his timetable is or like when he would be back, if he'll even be ready whenever we resume. It's just a crazy story, and I think he's, it's another two weeks we're going to try to reevaluate him again and see how it's progressing. I mean, it's just getting wild. Yeah, it definitely is wild. You know, the Yankees really want him back, and he's a huge part of our success. So we hope that he has a speedy recovery. Hopefully by the time we get started, um, he'll be ready to go. So, Jules, why don't you get to it? Tomorrow is opening day, and give us the Yankees starting lineup. Okay, two quick notes before I do that. It'll be really fast. Paxton... He'll be ready by mid-May. That that if they, okay. I think he'll be good to go whenever we start. Good. He seems to have, that seems to be the constant theme with Pat Pax. I've heard mid-May for a while now. It seems like everything's checked out. He's throwing on his own at home in Wisconsin. Yeah, he was in Wisconsin. Apparently, he's doing throwing. Aaron Hicks is also throwing at home. And Perfect. He should be ready for whenever they expect him. I expect him in July or August. I would say July. Maybe he seems to be doing well. So he might even be in for the most of the season, which is good news. But, um, okay, let's get to this lineup. So I think we've talked about this before, but let's see how good our memory is here. TJ is going to lead off. Absolutely. Second base. There's no question about that. Second is interesting because there's no Aaron Judge. Um, who would I put second? That's a great question right now. 
I'm going to put Glaber Torres second. Okay. And I'm going to bat, and he's going to play shortstop. Third, we are going to have Luke Voigt. He's going to be third. Okay, okay. He's going to be a first base. We're going to have Gary Sanchez cleaning up catching. Okay. Gary Sanchez. In the five spot, we're going to go with Andujar in left field. Actually, no, Andujar's the aging, sorry. But he'll be batting fifth. Okay. Andrew Six, Hart. I want uh, Mike Talkman. He's going to be in center. He's going to be, he's going to be, and wait a minute. Okay, he's going to be in left field. I'm, that whole outfield injury thing is confusing me. Right. He's going to be batting sixth in left field. Okay, okay. I want Clint Frazier batting seventh and right. Okay. I want Geo batting eighth, playing third base. Okay. And I want Gardner batting ninth in center. Not, I'll tell you this. Even though we're missing the two power hitters in Stanton and Judge, that's a very, very deep lineup. I like that. Yeah, I mean, my order probably wasn't perfect. I maybe need to mix and match the lefties a little bit. But I think something like that would have been cool. Those are definitely not guys that would have started, though. I'm pretty sure we all agree on that. Yeah, I agree. And, of course... Um, it will be. Cole would have been on the mound, yep. obviously. Cole would have been on the mound, excited. One thing about Cole, guys, is you see him throwing with his pregnant wife, and it's it's just <laughs> real. Yep, she could throw. She she's she's gunning it at him, man. She. Yeah, she played softball at UCLA for those that don't know. Did she really? Yeah, and she's sisters. Um, she's related to Brandon Crawford. Baseball's in her blood. Oh wow! Okay, and that, I'll I'll tell you this. She was gunning it at him. I was when I first saw it. I saw him throw it hard. I was like, and then they showed her. I'm like, damn, she's got it. She's gunning it at him. I mean, he was throwing it relatively hard, and she was catching it with ease. I mean, he must really trust her to do that because he was kind of. I don't know how fast because like it's a in the backyard, but it wasn't that slow. I mean, I'm impressed. I am. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's a softball player, and she went to UCLA. Absolutely. I mean. You know, it, it's great to see that. I I can't. The one thing I'm gonna say, guys, is I just can't wait to see Garrett Cole on the mound in a Yankees uniform. Oh my God, and, we're so deprived of it now. It sucks. It's gonna happen tomorrow. Jesus. It's it's you know what? Unfortunately, this coronavirus has taken away a lot, especially in the sports world. And I can't wait for baseball to get started. To when, once baseball officially starts. And it still hasn't sunk into me that the Yankees landed the best pitcher in baseball for nine years. It, Dude, it's crazy, Phil. It, it's, it really is. This summer is going to be a cold summer. Let's pray to God it is, but not like cold as in flu. Like cold as in actually like Garrett Cole pitching while giving us a World Series. Like, seriously. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so opening day tomorrow playing against the um the uh what was it the uh, Orioles and we all know that their lineup is is just is beneath a high school team and yeah yeah he's he's not bad but um you know it's it's something um anyway uh what do you th- so now with that uh, what do you think we should get to next? I want to 
want to see, we want to do projections. We want to talk about what's going on with this whole match. We want to do our awards, our rankings, what we thought was going to happen. Um, something like that. Something in that. We want to mess with our all-time lineups for Yankees and all-time and players in general. Um, power rankings. I mean, the floor is open. What do you think? Uh, why don't we just? How about this? How about we go through our all-time lineup right now? Okay. All right. I want you to go first. All right, Yankees, I'm going to put. I'm no, gonna I'm, put, if you want to do all-time Yankees, that's fine. I meant all-time lineup. All, all. Okay. I'm going to put, um, let's see. Let me, I got to get Twitter going for this. I got to see everything. But um, I'll do Yankees for now because I already have my Yankees lineup set. I don't know the exact order, but I'm going to give you the guys I would put in it. Okay. And I've been thinking about, so I would do Yogi Berra catching. First base is Lou Gehrig. Okay. Second base is Robinson Cano. Okay. Shortstop is Jeter. Of course. Third base, you got A-Rod. Okay. Outfielders, we're going to go with Ruth, DiMaggio, and we're going to go with Mantle. And then DHing, we're going with Mr. November, October, Reggie Jackson. Okay, so here's here's how I, I did mine. I like yours, by the way. I went shortstop, of course, Derek Jeter. Third base, of course, I did A-Rod as well. Second base, I actually agree with you. I did Robbie Cano, too. First base, I did do Lou Gehrig. Center field, I did Reggie Jackson. Interesting. Left, right field, I you have to, if in your all-time Yankees lineup, if you don't have... Mickey Mantle, there's something wrong with you. I have Mickey Mantle on right. In left field, I have Joe DiMaggio. At catcher, I didn't put Yogi Berra. I put Thurman Munson. Interesting. And at DH, I put Jason Giambi. Wait, you didn't put Ruth in it? Well, no, I didn't, but I would add him in one of the outfielder spots. Or you could have him take Giambi's spot, yeah. maybe, because I love Giambi. <laughs> I was thinking about putting Jason in it, but I just couldn't find the spot for him. I mean, Munson was really good, too. And it's really, you could do it that way, too. Fascinating stuff. But we basically have the same stuff. All right, let me see. I'm going to do Yvonne Rodriguez or Johnny Bench is catching. I'm going to do Johnny Bench because he didn't take steroids. So I'll put Johnny Bench in there. Although I am going to have some steroid guys in here, so maybe I'm contradicting myself a little bit. First base, I'm going to go with, I think the Iron Horse is going to be my first base. <laughs> I think he's got to be it. So let me see something else here. At shortstop, I'm going with Jeter. Uh-huh. No question asked about that. And then uh, third base, let's see. I'm gonna go with Alex at third. Second base, I'm gonna go with Slot Carew. I really like this lineup that Blake put together. Now the outfield thing is gonna interest me. I'm gonna put Barry Bonds in there. I'm gonna put Ken Griffey Jr. I'm also gonna put Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna DH. Actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna DH Bonds. I'm gonna put Trout, Griffey, and Allen. We're doing Luke Erica first, Alex is third, I'll do Johnny Bench catching, and then second base, Rob Carew. Okay. I like that. I like that. I like and my pitcher is um Randy Johnson. 
Very, very good. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Okay, well, my lineup is shortstop, of course, it's Derek Jeter. At third base, it's it's Cal Ripken. Okay. First base, I go with Lou Gehrig as well. Center field, Ken Griffey. Left field, Mike Trout. Right field, I put Willie Mays. Okay. That's yeah, it's so hard with the outfield. Like, I left Willie Mays off. Wow. I, um... What was it? Uh, Pudge Rodriguez for catcher for me. Second base was was tough for me. Right? I, I honestly, dude, it's really, really tough for me. I left that one blank right now, to be quite honest with you. But my DH was, I did Mark McGuire. Okay, that's a pretty nasty DH for sure. You didn't put Barry in it? No, I didn't put Barry in it. Interesting, yeah. Um... Yeah, Rob Carew was a beast in second base. He had he hit three twenty eight lifetime and over a thousand OBIs. He scored a bunch of fifty bases. So I think he's solid. Second is a tough position to pick, though. Really, he didn't have any home runs. It's really, but he hit three twenty eight. So it's definitely up for discussion. So those are all fine lineups. That's second base. All right, you know what? Let's do some award predictions. Who do you think? Before all this stuff went down, now it's going to be so hard to predict. We're going to pretend it's a clean slate, 162. Give me your MVP. Give me your, um, I guess we could do comeback player of the year maybe also. But mainly MVP, Cy Young, manager of the year, rookies. You got it. Okay, so MVP, I'm going with Mike Trout again. I, yeah, I you, you, I, you have to go. I, the guy is an MVP every year. Cy Young, it's going to be my boy. It's Garrett Cole, in my opinion. Uh, manager of the year, I'm going to go with the Reds manager. Ooh, I like that pick also. And rookie... Like oh, rookie... <laughs> you know what? Rookie, rookie of the year? Ooh, that one's going to be pretty tough for me, actually, bro. I'll be honest with you. You think so? I'll take, I'll take your word for it. The rookie of the year was pretty tough for me. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it, definitely. Let's hear yours, bro. National League rookie. I'm going to do Gavin Marks for the Dodgers. I think he's the real deal. And American League, I want to agree with all your opinions. I think he's the pilot. I actually want to go to the team in my head. I think that's a lot of them. But maybe I'm going to go, I guess, with the only person I can see. Maybe I'm going to go to the American League because he's playing for a contract still. I think there was someone else I had in mind, but it's all right. In the National League, you didn't say your National League uh, award. All right, I'll 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 give my National League award. Uh, MVP in the National League is going to be it's Yelich again, in my opinion. Same. I can't. I'd love to say something different, yeah. but uh, that it, was my it's, it, you just It's just Yelich and Trout as MVPs literally every year for me. Um, um The... What was it? Cy Young is going to go to Walker Bueller. That's a good one, too. But I actually have another one that you might be surprised with. Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals. Really? Yeah. He, uh, he's he's that good? Yeah. He's going to see the second half of last season. He was unhittable. He already comes at one in like a 10-plus set shot. He's really coming into his own. But Walker Bueller is a great choice. You know, a big Walker guy. Um... But I think both those dudes are with James. Nationally, MVP for Yelich. You said manager, Reds manager, which I do like that pick a lot. 
and because I, you know, I'm a big Reds guy this year. So David Bell, that's who that would be, and that pretty American League who's your manager of the year. Uh, American League manager of the year. I'm going to go with the Rays manager. That's a good pick. I like that pick I a think, lot. I think the Rays, dude, you... He's you really good. Kevin Cash is the man. Yeah, and Jules, you want to know something? You you were, you were shut me up last year. I said the Rays, you really think they're that good? You said watch, and look, they are pretty good, so... <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I wish I was wrong because they're in the division, but <laughs> they are pretty good. So that's that's my um with the rookie of the year guys forgive me I, it was really tough for both leagues I'm taking Julian's word for it because he knows a lot more with the rookies than I do so if this was the NFL I would definitely know 100 percent but with baseball this one he I I know a lot about baseball just with these new rookies coming up he knows a lot more I'm taking Julian's word for it yeah the thing is that um both those dudes are going to be starting from day one. They'll both be getting big at bats. So I think they're both going to be good. There's obviously other guys that can push them, but we don't need to really get into that right now. There's a lot of stuff we got to talk to, uh, talk about. So I actually think my manager here is Bob Melvin for the A's. I really think they're going to push the Astros this year. And before this stuff happens, the Verlander and the Astros got a huge break with as much as well as we did, because if he was going to miss like six weeks or two months, the A's could have took the division with ease. Absolutely, I agree. The fact that he might not miss any time, it's going to be tougher, but with the shortened season and the Astros get off to a bad start, do not count out the A's from winning this division. I also have not ranked the A's yet, and I still have eight teams left. The Yankees and Astros aren't ranked either, but... There. I think Bob Melvin's my two for manager of the year. Okay, I like that a lot. Like that a lot. Definitely those. So you guys have gotten our all-time lineups, our all-time Yankee lineups. We just gave you our award predictions. Okay, Jules. You know what? In your opinion, right now, early predictions. Way too early. World Series prediction. What is it? I'm gonna go with the. Um... We've talked about this with Homer Bush, and he said it too. I think we're both agreeing with this. And we're going to go through our playoff teams as well, maybe hit the power rankings real quick now that we're on to the um, I'm going Yankees-Dodgers. I still got to stick with it. I know it's an easy pick. It's the on-paper pick, but I just think it's right. Guys, I, I, I know you guys want something different. I'm sorry I can't give anything different. I agree on this 100%. Yankees World Series, it's bound to happen. The Dodgers always seem to get to the World Series and get far in the playoffs. They just can't win the big game. I think Julian, know, Julian, you know this. They get there all the time. They just can't win it all. It's 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 a knock on them. So uh, this is the World Series that everybody wants to see. This is the World Series we need to save baseball, especially after all this mess going on. We literally need Yankees-Dodgers this season. It just has to happen, and it should, honestly. The only thing I think that can stop us is the Rays scare me. They do. The Astros are still a threat, and who knows if they'll add anything. But after currently constructed, I think the Yankees are better than them still, especially if Verlander starts to regress. And Zach Greinke's also getting older. So, and um, I'm not worried about the Twins because the Yankees just roll out of bed and beat the Twins. <laughs> when it comes to the playoffs, I'm not really worried about the A's in the playoffs. So it's really for Tampa and the Astros to me in the American League. Okay, I agree. 
I definitely agree. Um, you know, with everything that's going on, baseball, you know, there's a talk about a uh, strike coming within the next couple of years. This yeah. is something everybody wants to see. Dodgers-Yankees, Los Angeles versus New York. This is like this could be like a Biggie versus Tupac situation. This is yeah, we need it. It's been a long time. The Braves and Cincinnati Reds. I agree. The the Reds. Yeah, you know they we're very very. It's very easy to say that they could get there, but they gotta they gotta execute. But I definitely think you know what, they haven't tasted that spotlight yet. It'll be interesting to see how it goes, but I think they'll definitely have a great season. I think they're definitely a playoff team, and they'll be a force to be reckoned with for sure. Also, one dark horse, don't sleep on them, and they have the resources to add more to Phillies. Oh, yeah. The Phillies, yep. Bryce Harper. They have Didi Gregorius now. They uh, Who else did they sign, Jules? That was big. Well, they got Zach Wheeler, which we mentioned before. They're getting McCutcheon back off the ACL. And they're also, they have they have JT still. They have Reese Hopkins, Gene Tagara. So, I mean, they have Aaron. No one needs to bounce back for that. The bullpen needs work. Robertson's going to be out for a while, I think, actually, because he has a serious injury. But, you know, they have some pieces there. So we'll see if they can put it together. I think that they're actually, while we're on them, I'm going to start to go through playoff predictions. I think the Phillies are a playoff team. I think they're going to be the second wild card. Okay. Okay, yeah. I, uh, I think the Phillies will be a lot better than they were last year. Everything they've added... This year, they're getting back players from injury. I think that definitely they are a playoff team for sure. I think that... If you agree with me, okay. I do agree with you, and also the having Joe Girardi. Now, guys, I've not Joe Girardi. I'm not a Joe Girardi guy at all. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, we know. But um, uh, he's the manager now. I think he could help. he's going to help them out uh, gratefully. Let me just tell you something, and people say managers don't matter anymore, and for the most part, I guess they're right, but... When you take out Gabe Kapler, who was incompetent, and he had no business managing, and now he's on the manager of the Giants, I don't know what they were thinking. Kapler was horrendous, and now you have Girardi. It's such a big upgrade. That's a few wins right there without even talking about the personnel on the field. So, and that's another reason why I like them over the Mets for this happened with Syndergaard, because Girardi has experience, and the Mets guys are new on the job, really. You don't know how that's going to go. So that's why I had the Phillies... As a 12th ranked team, I put Nationals 10th out of respect. The Braves haven't been ranked yet. Mets were ranked 13th. So um, I think I'm going to have a hot take for you right now. The Nationals don't make the playoffs. Really? Wow. Yeah, okay. that's where I'm at right now. Damn, boy. Um, yeah, that that is definitely a hot take. Uh, oh, wow. Got to get spicy on this show, but I do truly believe that. They won't make it. I'm not just saying that for fun. Like I really don't think they will. Yeah, I'm. Listen, uh, I'll take. I definitely take your word for it. Definitely see what happens. The reigning, defending, uh, World Series champions. It's definitely going to be interesting. I think. You know what? I think them getting Strasburg back was huge for them. 
So we'll definitely yeah, sure. we'll, we'll see what happens. So what's your NL predictions? I'm gonna do Phillies are gonna be the second wild card. I'm putting Cardinals as the first one. Reds win the division. Dodgers win the division, and then the Braves win the division. So we would have Dodgers playing the winner of Cardinals and Phillies, and then the Braves will play the Reds. What's well, okay? So. You want me to do NL, you said, first? Yeah, we're gonna, I'll do AL, too, but we'll, we'll break it down by NL, and then we'll go back to AL. Okay, so here's how here's how I see it. So with the, with the NL East, I'm going with the Braves to win the division. That's a smart pick. Um, with the Central, I'm going to, of course, it's – I'm going with the Brewers to win the division. Yeah, I'm going with the Brewers to win this one. The West, it's of course the Dodgers. I I was I want to, I was gonna try to make you laugh and say oh the Diamondbacks are gonna do something with, but uh no I'm only I'm only playing. So uh the Do- so I got the Dodgers winning the division. I got the Brewers, Braves. Now my wild card teams for teams are the Cardinals. And oh, so you agree with cards. Yeah, I agree with Cardinals and the Phillies too. I'll agree with you on the Phillies oh, as well. We have to say wild card, interesting, but you don't have. You think the Reds aren't ready? They don't make the playoffs yet. You think? Wait a minute. Wait a close? Wait a minute. Um, with the, you know what? I think they're they're gonna be good, and I did say they're a playoff team. After you know what? I've been thinking about this for the past couple minutes. With with the Cardinals, Brewers, you know what? They're gonna be good. I think they missed the playoffs. By a hair. So you think the Reds missed by a hair? By a hair, yes. Okay, I mean, that's conceivable. Like you said, we still can see what they do on the field. Right. You have Brewers and Reds. That's our one difference. You did Dodgers, obviously. You did Braves. So you're going to have the Cardinals playing the Phillies. Who do you think wins the game? And how do you think sets up the NLCS? Cardinals, Phillies. I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Phillies to win that game 5-4. Interesting. Who do you, so who do you think makes it to the NLCS? Because obviously we know Dodgers are going to the World Series. NLCS is go, NLCS is going to be Dodgers. And you know what? I'm going to tell you this. Dodgers and Braves. Okay. All right. So you've got the Braves beating the Brewers, and then you'll have the Dodgers beating the wild card team. Yeah. I have to agree with you, too, because... I can't have the Reds winning a playoff series, yeah, unfortunately. Because I'm going to have Reds, Braves, but I need to at least, I'll put them in the playoffs, but I need to see them actually win a playoff series before I take them back to do that, because it's good God how long. So I'm going to have to agree with that LCS. And then I'm going to say, the, I'm going to disagree with your wild card, because Jack Flaherty is too disgusting. You won't lose the one game playoffs. I don't care who he's facing. He'll be almost anyone. So I think the Cardinals will end up playing the Dodgers. Okay. Okay. I respect that. So, and then we'll have to. So, American League, we know Yankees. We're going to put Yankees in it. Okay. How do you see the playoff picture shaping up in the AL? Okay. Yankees win the division, of course, handsomely, in my opinion. AL yep. Central. AL Central, I am going to go with the, with the Indians to win the. Um, excuse me. With the end, actually, I take that back. No, I'm gonna go with the Twins to win the division. Okay. I'm gonna okay. go with the Twins, and the West. I'm gonna go with. I have to do this. Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to go with the uh, Asterix, Astro. Uh, I'm gonna go with the yeah. Astros. My wild card 
my wild card game is going to be the A's versus the Rays. Okay. Yep. That's going to be the classic wild card. Like, it's just like set in stone. Like, we've had that last year. The year before, we almost had it, too. But, like, the A's have been in the game for two straight years. They're, like, entrenched in that game. The Rays are now entrenched as well. And you're going to have Rays, A's, and you're going to have the Astros playing the Twins. And we obviously know we didn't think and then um, the Yankees. Oh, the play the Dodgers going to be very interesting, but the pitching's not there. And um, the Yankees, you're going to play in the World Series. So who do you think? Um, who do you think we end up playing in the first round? Because I'm assuming you're going to have us with home field, right? Of if there is a home field. If there is a home field, of course I'm going to have us with home field. Definitely. Um. So I'm gonna. I'm going to go, it's going to be Astros, Yankees, and you ready for this? Garrett Cole gets his revenge. He pitches the game to clinch us to the World Series. Wow, that would be some story. I'm going to actually go a little bit crazy on you right now just to make the show fun. Go ahead. So I actually have the five same teams as you. Those are the five teams in the American League, no question. I think the White Sox will push. The Indians hitting will fail them. They won't make it. There's no one else in the R division, and the West is very dry. Besides, I mean, the Angels and the Angels are ready. I don't think they have the pieces, but they would need a lot to go their way. The only thing is that I'm not so sure about winning the division by a landslide anymore, considering the short season. So that I think it's going to be closer now. But if we were going normally, I would agree with you 100 on that. But the Rays are good, obviously. I'm going to say the A's win the division. Wow. Okay. The Astros play Tampa, and they and they get through by the nose, by the chance, by a nose. Like, they barely make it. They win a one-run game, like 3-2 or, or something, but they win it. Yankees get them in the ALDS, and they take care of business. And then I'm going to say the Twins made the ALCS somehow. The Twins? The yes. <laughs> I know, I'm getting pretty crazy here. <laughs> the Yankees beat the, beat the piss out of the Twins and go to the World Series. Do you feel a four-game sweep? Like five at most. <laughs> I, listen, you know what? The, uh, the Twins hit the second most home runs last year in baseball. So, you know what? Anything's possible. They got a pretty nasty lineup. They added Donaldson. The thing is they need another pitcher because they really only have two starters. So, that's a big problem for them. Right. Barrios and who, who's the other guy? Barrios and who? I have him on my team in our league, Odorizzi. Odorizzi, okay. All right. So, I mean, the time's that, it's very thin for them. So, let's talk about the current state of baseball. Then maybe we'll close up with power rankings. All right. Although, I'm actually, you know what, screw it. Let's do power rankings first. And we'll just do, like, we don't need, no one cares about the bottom teams. Just give me, like, your top 15. My top 15. Okay, you ready? Yeah, and maybe you could say some close calls, like, just outside of it, but we're not going to go through the bottom. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. All right. So, my first-ranked team, of course, is going to be our Yankees. After everything we've done, the lineup we have, it's it's it has to be the Yankees, in my opinion. Yeah, I have a first, too. So, second, I have Dodgers, of course. Dodgers, yep. Uh, third, and I hate to say, you know what, this was... This was tough for me to do, and I hate to put them there. The Astros at three. Yeah, realistically speaking, if I'm doing this as a, an 
a logical baseball fan, I have to put them third. Right. So for the fourth-ranked team, I have the Minnesota Twins. That's an interesting one. I don't know. I better see how I'm going to shape out my nines, you know, but I like that in the Twins is fourth, so maybe my ALCS prediction is so far that's for the Twins. No. Yeah, so fifth I have fifth I have the Rays. I'm so, since you've told me about the Rays, I've been very high on them. And you know, since I'm moving to Tampa, I gotta pay. Uh, of course, I'm gonna pay attention to the Yankees. But since the Rays are in my backyard, basically, I'll pay attention to them as well. So, right. so I have them ranked fifth. Sixth, I have the Braves. Okay. Seventh, I have Nationals. Okay. Eighth, I got Cardinals. All right, that's right around where I have them actually. So ninth, I have the Oakland A's. Okay. Tenth, I have Phillies. Eleventh, okay. I have the Diamondbacks. Okay. Twelfth, I have the Cubs. Oh, okay, I'm tired. I have them. Thirteenth, I have the Reds. Oh wow. Fourteenth, I have the Cleveland Indians. Okay, that's a little higher than I have them too. And 15th, and, well, 14th, you know what, it was, here. my 15th ranked team is the Brewers, and you know what, to flip it, it was kind of tough, I, I could have flipped it and put the Indians at 15 because they were stretched, but the next team I would have done was probably going to be the Mets, but since the Mets injury, I had to move the Mets down. Yeah, I mean, here's how I'm looking at it, so, I'm going to try, uh, my top three are the same as yours. Okay. Fourth, I'm going to put, it's a tough toss-up right now between the Braves and Twins, but I'll get, or maybe even Tampa, honestly, but you know what? I'm going to go with the Braves in this spot. I'm going to put them four. Okay. I'm going to put Minnesota five since I put them in the ALCS. Okay. I'm going to put Tampa Bay six. Actually, you know what? No. Oakland six, Tampa seven. They're interchangeable to me. The Rays and A's are, like, so close. I don't even know, like, how to pick which team's better. Right. I, I, I can see that, definitely. And then the same spot situation with the Reds and Cardinals. It's like a coincidence to me, too, honestly. I put the Reds 8, Cardinals 9, Nationals 10, Brewers 11, Phillies 12. I had them at 13, but they need to go down now. And I think I'm going to take them off this to the, to the injury or have them right tie with the Indians at that 15-16 range. So I'm going to elevate the Diamondbacks to 13, and I'm going to put the White Sox 14th, and then 15 lines going to be Indians okay. and the Yankees. I mean, no, not wow, Indians and Mets. Okay, yeah, yeah, no. Nah. <clears throat> so, so basically our our power rankings are somewhat similar, just with a few tweaks here and there. Yeah, there's a few misjumbles here and there, but we're on the same page. So I'm going to actually finish my rankings throughout the next week or so. Tonight, I'm doing my write-up for the Cardinals, what they've lost, their journey and all that. I finished the Nationals write-up. I'm also going to have an article about how I met John Sterling. So that's a surprise to everyone because they haven't told me when I'm dropping that tomorrow yet. So if anyone pays attention to this podcast, the article might be out before we even hear this, but just so you know what's happening. Right. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait to read that. Julian, when he went down to Tampa a few uh, about a month ago, 
Uh, got to meet the voice of the Yankees, John Sterling. I'm, I'm kind of envious of him because, you know, I've always liked John Sterling. Me being always wanting to be a sports broadcaster, you listen to Yankee games, you hear his calls. You either love the guy or you hate the guy, but if you're a Yankee fan, you love the guy. So it's definitely it was definitely a cool moment to see that. Wish I could have been there. Unfortunately, I couldn't. Maybe our cross will pass some other time, I guess. So uh, can't wait to read it. Well, I mean, thanks, brother. I appreciate it, as always. And I really wish you could have came home. But um, you'll have a chance to, I think. I mean, we're going to be there next year. You never know what could happen. We know some people now. Hopefully someone's appointed in the right direction to see him again. But it, it was fun. And I don't know why I waited so long to write. I should have written it a while ago. But now, what better time than now? I feel like I wait any longer. It's useless. So I got to do this later. But that's besides the point. Let's get to the current state of baseball, and then we're going to end with this. What do we think is going to happen? What do we want to see happen? Well, how many games are realistic? Oh, I just want to hear your thoughts. And I'll like, what I've heard the latest is now that we're looking at potentially starting, I think, June 1st is the earliest, but that might even be a stretch. Memorial Day weekend is huge danger. The COVID virus warning of the eight weeks of 50-plus people, I think, ends on May 21st, but that doesn't mean anything, really, because we have to see who knows what else could happen. Could they possibly start the season without fans in the stands? I mean, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, realistically speaking, though, I think we're looking at a start in June at some point, maybe. Hopefully not July, but that idea has been flowed as well. What do you think about all this? Uh, it's very, very unfortunate. Unfortunately, it's frustrating for it sure. is. It is definitely is. Oh, literally, not having sports sucks, and not having baseball supposed to start tomorrow really bothers me. So, well, I've heard the same thing. I've heard things that it could be pushed back to the end of June, the beginning of July. Which, if that's the case, it, I, I don't know how we're even going to bear it because. We, we need baseball back. Obviously, this pandemic needs to be taken care of. I know in May. Now, I did hear about that thing in May. Memorial Day is in danger. I think that's what they're hoping for. I think that's the goal for Major League Baseball right now. In my opinion, I think if everybody would just listen and stay home and not go anywhere for two weeks, enjoy your home, only go out when you have to, this can be taken care of and everything like that, and then we could get back to living our normal lives where we're not prisoners of our own home. So me me personally being a prisoner of my own home right now, it sucks. So I just stay home so we could get back to living our normal lives. In my opinion right now, Jules, I'm just going to tell you, I think that we'll be okay. I really do. I think this pandemic, I think we're going to get it cooled down within the next couple weeks. Fingers crossed. And I think that Memorial Day is definitely what's good, in my opinion. I think baseball is going to start Memorial Day. That's my that's my prediction. I think so. I, I mean, I hope you're right. I really freaking hope you're right. If I'll tell you this. If it's not Memorial Day, maybe the week after Memorial Day, if we need some extra time. Or maybe around my... I, I, here's the thing, guys. So, personally, I really want baseball to start because you know I love baseball and all that. However... I'm, my bachelor party's coming up. We're supposed to go to a Marlins game. I, re- I really want to get there. I really want me and my guys who really care about my uh, bachelor party and don't make everything, you know, all that stuff. So, um, And really, we're going there to enjoy a baseball game down in Florida at the Marlins Stadium. 
We're hoping that we could do that. So we will um, hopefully that. But here's the thing. Maybe baseball. Imagine this, Jules. Imagine baseball starts the week of my bachelor party. How crazy would that be? Yeah, that would really be something. Imagine that's how we get to kick off the season down in Florida. But I, I really hope you're right. I don't know anything right now. I don't want to mislead people. A lot of people ask me what I think, but like I just, I'm like everyone else. I don't have any inside information on this. No one's told me what's happening. No one knows. We're all in the dark still. People are floating stuff. I think, you know what? I have a weird feeling it's going to be June first. I don't think Memorial Day will be ready yet. Well, yeah. Oh, June 1st, yeah. It's a couple days after Memorial. Like, maybe a yeah, like five, six, uh, a couple days after Memorial Day. I'm okay with that. That's fine. And, you know, I really hope you're right because I had this weekend for Memorial Day. So if the season started in that time, it'd be really cool because I would just be able to get there for one of the first games. But I wouldn't count on it. I'm having a feeling I'm going to have to switch that sweet game, unfortunately. You know what? There's bigger problems in the world. I have to get over it. It's just like not going to the game tomorrow. I mean, I'll grow. I'll get better. I mean, it just sucks. So I'll have more time to get ready. But, you know, it is what it is at this point. Now, my question is, let's say they start on June 1st. How many games do you think they can play? How realistic the doubleheaders are? Should we push back the season to November? December is ridiculous, in my opinion. That's a joke to me. I've said November could possibly work, but I think December you're stretching it way too much because it just—it's unnatural. Like you can't be going that far. No, the no. In December, in December, that's the heart of football season. Nobody's gonna want to watch baseball in the time when football season in the heart well, of. Fo- that's also. Um, it's gonna be interesting if they do that but I agree with you in terms of the football it's going to be tough competing if we have to play in November it's going to be hard as well yeah I agree um I think playing into November is is what we're we're going to have to that's going to be the reality of it I really do if we want a long so with that what would that Jules would that be if we go into November would that still be what would that be uh would it still be 162 14 what is that no I mean I tried in the map yesterday because, like I said, we were just trying to find ways to kill time. Like, if you guys have any fun suggestions or anything, please send it to us. We are dying over here. We literally cover sports and there's nothing to talk about. We're literally making things up as we go at this point. Although, we do have real news with football and baseball, but it's literally embarrassing. If you guys have anything that's fun that we haven't thought of, any outside-the-box ideas, we're totally down. But, so speaking of that stuff, I literally sat in the office, you know how I have to schedule, and looking at it, it's just so sad right now, because I'm seeing an empty month, and possibly two empty months, of all these games I was planning to go to, and now we can't go to any of them. Speaking of that, we got to get refunded for that $10 thing for the Tigers. Yeah, you know what, I was actually about to bring that up to you after we hung up the phone, I was going to be like, yo, you think you could get us a refund for that? Here's the thing with that, though, because I had this situation with Baltimore, it's similar. That's uh, that's true, and I mean it was ten bucks. I mean, like I'm not gonna lose sleep over ten dollars, but right, we'll get it back if the game's not played. I promise you. But that's anyway. Let's get back to the stuff we were talking about here. So I counted it up, and it was ninety-seven games if you started the season on June first in Seattle. At the Ninety-seven end of the play. games. But here's the thing. Go ahead. 
No, no. I was going to say literally 97 games. That's crazy. You want to talk about no margin forever. You lose two or three in a row, you're screwed. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be crazy, huh? And if you started 19 and 31, that's more than half the season, you're going home. But here's the thing. You could get around that. There wouldn't be 97 exactly. I think the All-Star break needs to be abolished, and that's what they do. Yep, take it away. I know that's tough to hear, but I've said that. And other people seem to like this idea. If the season starts in June and July, we don't need an all-star break. There's no point. You just need to push through and get these games played. So what do you think about the realistic possibility of getting double headers in and trying to get more back? The problem with that is these pitchers are so frail today. I don't think their arms will hold up well. They're not used to pitching like this. So I don't know how that's going to go. But people seem to be pushing to get the double headers to get close to 162. So here's the thing. If you start in June, let's say you push the season back a month. I'll even go as crazy and say you end it in October, like late October, or three weeks or so. You abolish the all-star break. You could probably add a few double-headers. You could probably push 125, 135 if you did all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, in, in, <clears throat> excuse me. In terms of double headers, I mean, listen, if that's what it takes to get close to 162 games of baseball, I think it has to be done. It's going to be done at some point. Like, they're going to do it, like, in certain aspects. I feel like I just don't know how much of it can be done and how much the pitching staff can handle. So that's what I'm worried about when it comes to that. But what do you think is, like, realistic? What do you think will actually happen? You know, we've talked about this. How do you feel about the neutral site idea if we expand until November? We're talking about all the Dome Stadium, California stadiums, like Milwaukee, Toronto, both Texas teams, even that dump they call the Trops. Um, mm-hmm. Then you have, then you have, um, the, there's a couple other, Arizona has a dome, but there's like eight teams. What do you do think? I mean, it takes away the fans and the home field advantage for the most part of the Yankee fans travel well. So I just want to know what you think is a realistic number of games will be played, and if you think going into November at new stadiums is a good idea. Um, I think that going into November, I think that's the it's realistic. Um, in terms of double headers, it, it, you're I think you're right, Jules. You know what they keep talking about? I think it's bound to happen. And I, I, you know what, if you could get, listen to me, if you could get close to over 100 games of baseball, get at least to like 120, 130, I'll be fine with that. If you can't, we all, I don't want under 100 games. That's just not, I think in a way, listen, we're being robbed. Baseball fans and players are being robbed right now from from something we can't control. So... If there's a way that we could get play close to 162, and we ha- and even if it's even if we play 105, 110, I'm fine with that. I don't want to play under 100 games. I think 100 games in baseball is the standard, and it has to be played. I don't want to play under 100 either. That's so stupid to me. I've been saying that people are saying play 81 and make like an NCAA no, 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 no. That's dumb. Don't add playoff teams to be playing less games. Who came up with that moronic idea? That's just the dumbest that's, thing I've ever heard. That's, that's Why a, you reward four teams when they take yeah, less time that, than ever to actually make That's it? what I'm 
That's what I'm saying. What that's basically say that's like a little league team. Everybody gets a trophy. This is the major leagues. No, but you gotta earn everything. You don't just get handed no, a trophy for no, trying. Is it March Madness and baseball. You play the series in baseball. The only thing that happens is the wild card round. You don't do March Madness style for baseball. I do not want to hear that again. No, I don't want to hear that crap either. For real. <laughs> Yeah, playing 100, 100 games isn't baseball. It's like something else. I don't know what you'd even call it. Like, it's not even relevant to me. If you play under 100 games, the season deserves an asterisk. Yeah, it, it does. It's just... And it, I don't want that if the Yankees win the World Series, which is another reason why I'm so pissed at all this is going on, because this is really the Yankees' year to get it done. But even in terms... Not even just them, but this is just horrible in general. But having to have to deal with that, like, oh, you didn't play 162. Who wants to deal with that? It sucks. I always want 162. I know people say it's too many, but it's not. I, it's just tough right now. It really is tough. It's It's just a bad... It's just really bad for baseball right now. So here's our take, guys. Everybody listening, we want you know what, Jules? Let's do a poll on Twitter on G and T. What do you guys? Job, here's what we should do. Do you guys want there to be should be over a hundred games or under a hundred games? So we want to hear. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if if we get. I'm going to say 98% will say over 100. And if there's anything over like 2% for under 100, I'm going to blow. I just don't understand that. That's asinine to me. I'm going to tweet this right now. The season starts in June or July. So, so that. Yeah, no. So basically, you know, I just came. It's just. So, so that's where we're at right now. So, you guys know how we feel. We feel that it's over 100 games. Even if it has to be 110, 105, 110, if it's over 100 games, I feel satisfied. Even though we're going to miss basically two months worth of baseball, two worth of games. So, I feel like, in my opinion, I think 125 to 130 games, if we could get that, I think that would be a win for baseball. Yeah, it would be, honestly. Like I said, the sweet spot to me is like 120 to 130. That would be good, all things considered. So, we'll have to see what happens. I really hope you're right about um, that the Memorial Day. That wouldn't be too bad. Like, we could at least fuck that up for like two months, I guess. But if it gets more than that, like if it's, if it's mid-June or like early July, uh, someone even said they think the All-Star break I think that's that way. Like I think that, I think that's that way too really long. Suck. That would really suck. Like I think that's being like way too extreme. I mean, I get things are bad, but like I think I don't know. I mean, it's just if it takes that long, we have a bigger problem than baseball. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So you know, so everybody, you guys, you hear it here. You hear our frustration. We're giving you guys everything we have. In regards to the baseball season, like we said, tomorrow was opening day. We had a lot planned. I know Julian had a lot planned, and it's been taken away from us, unfortunately, due to the pandemic. But we urge everybody here at GT. So from GT, we are we are advising you guys to please stay at home. You guys want to listen? Please listen to our podcast in the comfort of your own home. Yeah, I mean, I would stay home if I could, but we gotta go to work. Uh, well, yeah, of of course, yeah, you know, <laughs> go to work, go to the grocery store, but you know, you don't need to, uh, oh 
You don't need to, you know, go to spring break, go down to Florida beaches and, you know, go go down, have a spring break, and then you come back and you find out everybody has the coronavirus. So, um, with that being said, I feel like, Jules, what do you think? I think we've said everything we need to say. Yeah, I'm putting the poll on Twitter now. I want to see how this goes. That was a good poll by you. I, I wanted to add something like that, too. I just didn't put it together like you did. I, I wanted to see what people thought. So let's see how this looks. I'm really curious to see what everyone says about this. Yeah, me too. I'm definitely curious. I'm going to keep an eye on this. I'm going to retweet that, too. Once the poll is up, what would you do it for 24 hours, Jules? Yeah, it's 24 hours. So Early implications are on our side. It's only been five months so far to over mine, but I voted for over 100. So we're right now with 80% to 20%. Oh, so I'm going to, right now I'm going to go on my, you know what, here we go. I'm on, <laughs> excuse me, I'm on Twitter right now as well. Once this pops up, I will be, I just voted too for over 100. So everybody listening right now, when you guys listen to this, Go to Twitter at G G and T's Twitter at GTS Sports Talk Two and cast your vote, and we will we want to see what everyone said tomorrow. Excuse me, tomorrow at nine thirteen at night or nine twelve, we want to see what everybody thinks. So yeah, we'll definitely retweet it and like have and we'll share all the results with everyone. Right now, it's getting a little more heated. Fifty seven. 28. I also put the option for a flat 100, too. I saw that. I saw that. Also, another thing that's interesting to me, and you're not going to like this, actually, it's better for you. So, did you see that MLB is going to air all these old games? Can you, can you repeat that? I'm sorry. I hit the keypad somehow. Did you see that MLB was going to air all these old games in celebration for opening day? Like, did you catch that? Did you see that tweet? Yeah, I did. I want to see. You know what? I'll catch that, too. They're doing it with NFL, too. NFL, they're showing all these games. So, it's really cool to watch some some of the old-time games and all that. But, listen, as much as we watch that, it's not it's not the same than watching literally a real live game happening. Opening day. The It's, pro, it's one of the best days. You want to know something as a sports fan real quick? I'll tell you guys. There's nothing like going to an opening day. I went to, I could say this personally, I went to the last opening day at the old Yankee Stadium, and that was crazy. Yeah, that sounds fun. I've still never gone to opening day. Of course, I was going to this year, but here's the thing with what I was talking about with the old games that has me pissed off. So not only do I have to miss opening day, but guess what games I can't see? I don't get to see game seven of the ALCS because I'll be working. They're airing that when on the one that Boone hit the home run. And I'm not sure if you caught my tweet, but I was very aggravated about this. They're showing Game 7 of the 2001 World Series where Elise Gonzalez hit that garbage loop single. And I'll be home in time for that, but I have zero interest in watching that. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that either. I, I, that, that, um... They, and I'm praying to God they don't show that series where we were up 3 nothing to the Red Sox and no 4. Don't, I don't even want to hear about that crap. I don't think that one was on the list, thankfully, when I was looking at the list of what they're showing. But, you know, maybe I will watch that Diamondbacks-Yankees game. It'll be real cool to see it now because I didn't even really see it back then, but the end's going to kill me. Like, it's going to be great for, like, eight and a half innings. It's going to be really lit. And then, like, when I watch the end, I'm going to be like, Cal, if I even bother to watch it, which I don't, I'm on the fence, we'll see. Yeah. Have, 
definitely. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, no, we're we were nine years old. Too. We were nine years old when that happened. It might be cool watching it again, although the end's going to fucking kill me. And, uh, yeah, I get personally aggravated a little bit, but, yeah. Um, do you have any fun ideas for tomorrow? Like, anything we should do? Like, interact with people on Twitter? Like, to get everyone involved? Kind of, like, to get scared? I got something. I got something. I got. I got something. How about, how about tomorrow? Everybody on Twitter. I want everybody's fans, and I know a lot Yankees fans. I want everyone to post a picture on Twitter of them in their Yankees gear with the hashtag. You know what? Let me think of something real quick. I thought I had something clever, but I didn't. Let's say with the hashtag. Um, opening day feels. That's a good one, actually. We should do that. Maybe we could tweet that from Z and T even. Yeah, let's. Something. You know, listen. You know what? Tomorrow, tomorrow, in my tomorrow is should have been opening day. I want to see everybody in their Yankees gear. I want to see the Yankees hats. I want to see everybody get excited for baseball, just like it it should have been here with the hashtag opening day feels. And you hear it here first on G and T. We say it here now. I want to see that tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. I still have to, uh, speaking of which, Jules, what that picture you posted with uh, John Sterling, you tagged me. I still have to do something with that. So um, I will do that on Instagram. But tomorrow when I wake up in the morning after I, after I get everything going, I will post a picture on Twitter of me in my Yankees gear and ready to go. And I know Julian will do it too. Yeah, that's a great idea, honestly, and we're definitely going to do that, and that sounds fun. Maybe we'll even have some people, maybe people can even drop some hype videos if they want, like, pretending it's opening day, like, that'd be funny, maybe, like, yeah, so that, maybe that would be cool, too. We could definitely mix it up. We got to have to bring some laughs tomorrow, because it's going to be a sad day. Yes, it is, definitely. So, um, like we said with this, so, Jules, I think we exhausted everything, don't you think, brother? Yeah, I think we could do our normal follow ritual now. All right, so, go take it away. My personal Twitter is Julian Gallardi one. Yesterday, I actually made a mistake. It's a J Gallardi. It's my full name. <laughs> so Sean, I've been over these past few days. Stay with me, everyone. Corona's getting to me. So if we go on Instagram and Twitter, CT Sports Talk Two One F, then we go with our Apple Podcast and Spotify. CT Sports Talk with the acronym in it. And that's the same as YouTube. And our subscriptions have been going up lately. We want to get 100, more than 60 right now. So that would be good. Brother, what else do you have? So here's my personal Twitter at btomps81. Um, my personal Instagram is bobbythompson81. So tomorrow we we urge everybody to follow us, like us, sponsor us. We're looking for sponsorship. We're getting there. We're getting the exposure. We're, you see us, what we're doing now. You're seeing everything we put. We put our blood, sweat, and tears into this. And, yes, there's no sports right now. And all we have to look forward to, you guys know me, I'm the football guy, so we have free agency and the draft coming up. But after that, we have nothing because OTAs are going to get canceled too. So yeah. with that, we're going to keep it going as much as we can. Just because sports are dying down doesn't mean G&T dies down. We keep it going. Well, no, it's our job to keep it alive. Like, we're going. We we, we it, sports are on life support, and Julian and I are key are the the are the rest are keeping us alive. So 
that's literally what we're what we're have to do. Our purpose is more than ever now than it normally is even. Like so, we need, like, the people need us. They they need us. We're gonna give you guys the content. We're gonna keep doing what we do. We're gonna write articles. I'm gonna write some more articles. I know I can't wait for Julian's article about John Sterling to drop. Yeah. I'm I'm in the process of writing some articles about NFL free agency. I got a lot more going on. I got an article coming up about my about Tom Brady leaving the Patriots, and it's hard for me to write this. So it's. It, a lot's going on with GNT, and you know what? We appreciate everybody who's shown us love on Twitter, on Instagram, our YouTube channel. We love you all. We're doing this for you guys. We 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 can't wait for everything to be back to normal and see everybody at at Yankee Stadium this year and seeing the Yankees win that 28 championship. You couldn't have said that better. Than I couldn't have said that better myself. I think we're good with this. That was a great ending. Yep. So. So, for GNT Sports Talk, guys, I'm Bobby Thompson. I'm Julian Gallardi, and keep your pinstripe pride going. Let's go Yankees, baby. We'll get out of this. Yep. Good night, everybody.